Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. The Prophet uh, was sitting with a group of Arabs, and uh, one of them asked him, When will the end of times come? And the Prophet looked at him and he said, And what have you done to prepare for that? He said, I've done nothing but learn to love my Lord and love my Prophet. And the Prophet said, That's enough to get you into heaven. Love is at the crux of understanding things. Love is at the crossroad of reality. We walk through our lives, and we can either walk into the illusory world, or walk into the world of Haq, the world of God's reality. At that juncture, when that choice is made, love is there. If you choose illusion, you choose love of the world. If you choose reality, God's reality, you choose divine love. Both of these words have similar meanings. I'm sorry. Are, are pronounced similar ways in English, love and love, but they have entirely different meanings. Love of the world is a selfish kind of love. The kind of love that uh, you have for the fish that you eat for dinner. I love this fish. Of course, you have to kill it in order to eat it. Divine love is a different kind of love. Divine love is the kind of love that doesn't take, but gives. The kind of love that doesn't hoard, but gives out. The kind of love that comes from God that sustains, that keeps things going for people, that helps them move through their lives, that encourages, that is without self-motive, but is motivated by the needs of others. And we have to somehow begin to have a motive within our own being that we will be the ones who are motivated to do God's will, not our own will. We have to create a motive that's separate from our mind, separate from what's known as the nefs or the self-indulgence of existence. We have to somehow move from self-indulgence to being an aid and an assist to others. In order to understand the nature of assisting others, in order to understand the nature of God's sustenance, 
God's constant giving, we have to have a joy in seeing the success of others. We have to have a joy in being able to feel the happiness of others and be happy with them and for them. We have to become empathetic. We can't be in a closed circle of ourselves where the only things that matter are what happen to us. Most of the world walks around thinking, myself, my religion, my tribe, my language, my country, my wife, my children, my family, my, my, my. When we have this kind of connection, we are involved in love of self. We are not involved in love of God and his creation. We are egocentric to the point that we are all that matters in existence. And our view of life is like that. The first question we ask when we're involved in a situation is, what's in it for me? And as long as we ask that question, as long as that question, is what's important to us, then we have not understood the nature of divine love and we haven't been able to escape from the hold and grasp of this illusory world that says, get what you can. This is your purpose, to obtain what you can get. True love understands that this world is a temporary passage. And the kind of love that holds on to things, that is about acquiring and hoarding, is a self-destructive love. It's the kind of love that denies your true self and places the world as more important than the creator. It picks the creation over the creator. And what is it that the creation uh, can give you? Well, let's look at the world. The world dissipates. The world has within it its own expiration date. That's why the Arab asked, what will happen at the end of times? Because there will be an end of time. And we need to be cognizant of that. And the end of time isn't just for the world. It's for each of us. So each of us faces the end of time. And each of us faces that last Reckoning. And in that reckoning, are we ready to be asked, what did you hold as important in your existence? What did you do to prepare for this reckoning?
And if the answer is, I had a big bank account, you have the wrong answer. If the answer is, I became incredibly famous in the world and had lots of power, it's the wrong answer. All of these things disappear and are of no value. But if the answer is, I gave my heart to my Lord and I loved my Lord. I gave of myself to others because I loved others because they were creations of my Lord. I devoted myself to the ways of my prophet because my prophet was sent by my Lord to teach me the ways of truth. Then those are the right answers. And those are the answers that take you on the path of truth. So, if we truly love, if we love truly, we love in truth. We don't love falsehood. We love truth. So, we are able to separate falsehood from truth, and we devote ourselves to that which is real, that which is reality, that which is true. And we don't give our attention to that which is temporary and that which is passing and that which is fleeting. We understand the priorities in this existence. And we begin to place ourselves on the correct path of those priorities. So when we come to the crossroads, and we come to it constantly, where we choose the world or we choose God, where we choose illusion or we choose a reality, where we choose temporary satisfaction or eternal satisfaction, every time one of these choices comes before us, we choose God. And in choosing God, we open up so that our heart becomes attuned to reality and we can actually love. It's only by making the right decisions constantly in our life that we can truly love. We can't do vile things and say we're lovers. We can't walk around hating people and say we're lovers. We can't walk around doing abhorrent kinds of things in this world and say we're lovers. We are an entire being. Now, that being is made up of all of the things that we do. And if our purity is degraded by the things that we do in this world, then our connection to reality is degraded. And our connection to reality is not powerful or strong. And whatever words we say about love have no meaning and have no reality. Love is exemplified by who we are. Love is exemplified by who we intend to become. Love is exemplified by our intention towards others and towards Allah. If our intention 
is towards Allah alone. And we can't give our brother a piece of bread when our brother needs a piece of bread. Our intention is misplaced, and we don't have an open heart that is giving. If our intention is just towards God and not towards his creation, something interesting has happened within us. We're interested in our salvation, but are we also interested in the salvation of everyone amongst us? Are we interested in the salvation of our brothers and sisters? Are we interested in our salvation alone? There are methods for us to be able to increase our empathy. Because it's through our empathy that real love is brought about. Real love is created. One of the methods is fasting. Through fasting, we become humbled. We don't have the strength that we had when we ate whenever we wanted. We don't have the strength that we had when we drank whatever we humble, whenever we wanted. We become weaker. And in that weakness, we see the need of others and the weaknesses of others. If we are constantly on a high horse riding above everyone else, we look beyond them. If we are brought to the level of the lowest and the meekest among us, we are with them. God is with all of them. God is the beggar to the beggar. The king to the king and the poet to the poet. Which means whatever state that you are in, he is greater than you. So, if you are humble, he is greater than you in humility to you. If you lord over people, he will lord over you. So, we create a relationship with our Lord. Our relationship becomes reciprocal in the way that we emote towards others, we are emoted to by our Lord. In the way that we act towards others, we are acted to in that way by our Lord. In the way that we love, we are loved. This needs to be grasped and understood. Because this is how we create our eternal being. Our eternal being becomes someone who's either tied to the illusory nature of existence or someone who's tied to the eternality of our Lord. And the way we're tied to the eternality of our Lord is to make a connection between our heart and every heart in existence. Between our heart and all of the prophets, between our heart and all of the valis, the friends of God, between our heart and all of the kutubs, the ones who have come here as the pivotal points of existence, between our heart and the eternal heart, 
that is his. We have to put ourselves in that place. And then the rest can be seen even by ourselves as automatic. Once we have learned to do away with separation, once we have become open to integrating ourselves to every other heart and can see ourselves in every other person, we have bypassed the illusory nature of the separation that exists in the world that separates man from each other and separates man from God. And somehow, we have to come to that point. And that takes great confidence. That takes great faith in our Lord. Without that faith, we can't do that. You see, we have dilemmas as we walk through this world. We have difficulties as we walk through this world. And very often, those dilemmas and difficulties have human faces. And the encounter with those human faces that have that we see as difficulties and dilemmas create animosities, create hatreds, create jealousies, create dispositions other than love. So we have to have the faith that God will take us through these difficulties not in our own doing, but in his doing, because it is his will that we overcome these difficulties. He gives them to us just to show us that they are all capable of being overcome. So, when we have a difficulty, we should understand that it can't be attached to a face. It can't be attached to an entity. It's just something that's been brought into our sphere. And if we can let go of what we attach that difficulty to and have faith that our Lord will dissipate that difficulty, then all of the animosities that we bring up inside of ourselves in an attempt to overcome these difficulties won't be necessary. And because they aren't necessary, we don't have to go through the machinations of creating emotions and feelings and ways of being that are other than appropriate. We can stay within the appropriate realm because our faith is strong enough to allow us to understand that it's not going to take us stepping outside of what is halal to correct the situation because Allah will correct the situation on our behalf because of our faith in Him. Because we've surrendered to His guidance and to His will. And this is not so easy to do. And that's why there are wars in this world. That's why there are murders in this world. That's why people commit vile acts because they think they have to step in and interfere in the most harsh possible terms. And things quickly escalate into the most harsh possible 
terms. But in the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of all this harshness, in the midst of all of these difficulties, if we can keep our center and keep our faith and keep our belief system strong, then Allah will resolve everything. And Allah can resolve everything. He has knowledge that is beyond our comprehension. He has methods that are beyond our capabilities. He is beyond our imagination. And this is a, a, a concept that you have to understand. Or at least you have to give it some thought. We use our imagination as a problem solver. Our imagination is limited. And there is something that's greater than our imagination. It's greater than our ability to comprehend, and that's God. And His ability to resolve situations is greater than our ability to resolve situations. His knowledge is greater than our knowledge. His comprehension is greater than our comprehension. His abilities are beyond any abilities that we can imagine. And as long as we continue to imagine that we are somehow going to resolve things through the methodology that's supplied by the world, we're going to end up in conflict and in confusion, in chaos, and in war. We have to give up our methods and take on his methods. And we will find that within his methodology is the cure for all our ills. Within his methodology is the answer to all our dilemmas. Faith will take us to truth. Truth will take us to love. And love will overcome everything. May we all understand that. May we all enter into that way of thinking and being. And may that love come over all of us and elevate us towards our Lord. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.